Yo, what's good, everyone? Welcome back to another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. It is Wednesday, May 31st. And as always, with me, my buddy, my co-host, my pal, the anchor, my main man, Greg Albert. What's up, man? How you doing? Dude, I'm doing great. Getting enjoy this weather a little bit. Memorial Day was good. How's everything going for you? Memorial Day has started. Summer has begun. Yep. NBA Finals about to start tomorrow. We got the Joker versus Hemi Butler and the GOAT Caleb Martin. That's going to be really fun. I'm really excited for that series. I know everyone thinks it's going to go four. I think it's going to go six. So uh, that's going to be fun. My Yankees are streaking. I know you don't want. I don't know if you want to talk baseball. Sure, uh, but but the Yankees are absolutely murdering right now. So I'm happy about that. Rangers getting a new coach. Uh, we have Knicks players on vacation. Not ideal, but we had a good season, so I'm okay with it. Yep. And we are soaking up Jets news, man. We are here today. We got OTAs to talk about. We have updates about Jordan Whitehead and Quinn Williams contracts. We have our preseason schedule that's all set, including the Hall of Fame game. We got some, just some, some uh, details here to, to, to iron out. With this New York Jets team, anything caught your eye um, for maybe last flight twenty three episode? They did the draft episode. Anything caught your eye from from early OTAs here? I mean, my my biggest takeaway from the last episode of the Ascension was uh, that Joe Douglas saw Broderick Jones going uh, to the Steelers ahead of it. Like everyone was talking about, Joe Douglas was on the phone trying to make a trade. Took all ten minutes. All this stuff. Sounded like you know he wasn't our top guy. It sounded like the the draft room was pretty confident in uh, McDonald. I'm very happy we have him. He seems like a cornerstone piece, hopefully for this defensive line for the next few years. Um, and just seeing him in person, I mean, the Brees Hall connection was cool. He seems like he's ready to go. So that that was awesome. And uh, yeah, I mean, OTAs have started. A couple of clips, a couple you know things that uh, people are talking about. So, a lot going on. What about you? Any takeaways from that? Any uh, takeaways from any of the news that's going on with the OTAs? Well, you you mentioned a couple things. First off, what's up? Astros off the chain. We'll get to the the Whitehead restructured contract. In Very excited. Um, but from what you just mentioned, Brees Hall. I mean, we, we see him running. Apparently, he hit twenty two on the on the GPS <laughs> of miles per yeah. hour today, which just sounds pretty good for a guy who just tore his ACL. Oh, it feels like yesterday. In ACL years, right? I, I mean, yeah. so impressive. And we were panicking just last week with the Ty Johnson news. You know, the bottom of our running back depth chart being cut. Uh, now we have Israel, who's a rookie, and Zonovan Knight, who's undrafted, even though he's my boy. NC State, you know, he's he's still, uh, you know, out. maybe this is his rookie year, right? If undrafted free agent running back. And then we have yeah. Bruce Hall with the torn ACL and Michael Carter, who... You know, gets run over sometimes uh, when it's time to block. Very interesting that he's coming up big, especially with Zeke still on the market and Dalvin Cook on the market. Big, you know, big names, Leonard Fournette, you know, even um, Hunt. He's still on the market. A bunch of big names. And the Jets are just like, you know, we're good to go. And it's probably because they see Brees Hall every day, just absolutely, you know, crushing. And maybe he really is going to be back for week one. So we'll see how that goes. I'm really excited about that. You also mentioned the Will McDonald piece and Joe Douglas absolutely calling. I mean, maybe it was some editing, right? Uh, you know, we know that yeah. you know, one yeah. jet's drive is, is really good. 
the propaganda machine. We absolutely love it. Uh, yep. Apparently, apparently, the first episode was the most watched episode they've ever had. Of course, the the Ascension with Aaron Rodgers. But shout out to the draft room for at least having a solid one, two, three, right? Roger yeah. Jones was number three. That is interesting. The fact that Will McDonald was number one, how convenient, right? How convenient for that them to show that. I hope that is a fact. And at this point, we have Michael Clemens, who came in a little bit heavier in quote-unquote good weight, which is good. He does look jacked. He's going to be moved a little bit more in towards the middle with John Franklin Myers. And so maybe we're not really, you know, that invested that heavy on the defensive end. We have Carl Lawson, who just restructured. You know, we have a rookie here and then a rookie from last year and Jermaine Johnson coming off his second year. We'll see what happens. I mean, our D-line looks pretty good. I am confident in our running back situation, especially because I now think there is an 80% chance there's going to be a running back available up, up until like week eight, week nine, that could be a plug and play in this system, in my opinion. So I'm not yeah. really panicking over it. But we're mentioning OTAs. We'll, we'll talk about a little bit of the good and a little bit of the, I don't know, kind of makes me nervous. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball here with Corey Davis not showing up, it looks like he's going to be here. Uh, Denzel Mims not showing up. I'm not sure what that means. Uh, Kosala was not too up. Didn't sound too optimistic about Denzel Mims, if I'm being honest with you. Then we have the really, really good side here where Garrett Wilson is absolutely just tearing things up. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is injured, yet he's still coaching. He's still watching Garrett Wilson. He's still going through his progressions with him. I'm really excited about Garrett Wilson. He's going to have a phenomenal day. Um, Sauce Gardner, apparently he's playing... Uh, some pretty good, uh, with a pretty good pace, uh, playing like it's the real practices. Uh, so was DJ Reed. Uh, they broke up a pass on Lazard. Apparently, Zach Wilson didn't have as great of a day as he had yesterday. You know, I'm 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 happy with Zach Wilson getting these reps. He's definitely going to start that Hall of Fame game on that crappy field uh, in Canton. So yeah. um, yeah. out of him, I'm glad that he's getting his his reps in. Aaron Rodgers has this calf, but he's still tossing 50 yard balls. Uh, he's still on the bike, still coaching his players. Dwayne Brown coming out and saying that he knows that he has to earn the left tackle. Also said some, I don't, some line. I don't know if I believe him. You can give me your opinion on it real quick. Said that he knew he was going to come back as soon as last year ended. He wasn't going to retire. I'm pretty sure it's all because of Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't think yeah. he'd be back if Zach Wilson was a starter. Uh, I'm not risking that. Um, you mentioned, you know, the will for the Jets to win. And lastly, yeah. Greg, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this up to you. Like, we have all that. And then we have Aaron Rodgers talking about, not talking, but singing that the Jets won the Super Bowl in MetLife at the Taylor Swift concert with confetti coming down. I mean, I want your comment on that and the rest of your comments in the OTAs before we move on here to the restructure for Jordan Whitehead, a little bit of update on the Quinn Williams contract. Well, I mean, real quick on the Aaron Rodgers thing, because I think it's ridiculous. Just like I thought it was ridiculous when people roasted the Mets for pretending that they won the World Series and celebrating and whatever that was, spring trading practice things. All the Yankees fans lined up and laughed on Twitter for three straight days about it. And now all of a sudden the Jet does it. And it's the coolest thing, funniest thing in the world. 
So, so you think yeah. Aaron Rodgers is practicing what to do in the Super Bowl? He, he doesn't need to practice. He already did it. He's just yeah. having some fun, but yeah. I, I don't love that. I really don't, I don't love it. Yeah, I I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world. I think at the end of the day, they're playing a kid's game. They're having fun, something we've all done our whole entire lives. So I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world. Um, I just thought one of the things you commented on with Dwayne Brown, I just thought it was very interesting, the two different, um, I don't know if takes or just like the way him and Makai Beckton are going about this situation and just how – you can tell just if you look at the words on a piece of paper, who's a veteran, who's like a who's a young guy, still is unproven. Like I think Dwayne Brown and even Robert Sala talking about him in today's press conference, just he's gonna have to go out there. He prove he's gonna have to go out there. He's gonna have to prove it. He knows that he's ready for that. There's a reason why he's been in this league for so long. He he can do it year in and year out. And he's done it year in, year out. That's why he's played so long. And then Makai Becton on the other side of it is like I I I should be left tackle. I should be out there starting, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So um, I just think it's very interesting that I like that we have this competition. I like that we're all healthy enough to have this competition. Um, I'm just interested in what's going to go on with Makai Becton if he doesn't end up winning the starting left tackle position and uh, how that's all going to shape out this, you know, to start the season. This Makai Becton thing has me on my toes, but that's yeah. for that's for a different episode for a different day. I would say we have some I'm gonna call it good news. Um I'm I'm curious what you think. I'm curious what um Astros off the chain has to say about it. He has explanation point, Whitehead's restructured contract. I mean, I don't I don't know how everyone feels, so I'm curious. Uh we have some backwards news coming in, right? Um shout out to over the cap. Yep. They just like kind of just snuck it in there today that um Jordan Whitehead, who up until today, he was two mil- three, let's call it $3 million in dead cap and a $10 million cap hit, which honestly is subject to being cut in today's NFL. He restructured with a bunch of void years, but what you need to know is his cap year is $5 million this year and $3.3 next year. That is very interesting, especially with Chuck Clark with his one-year deal. He talked about who he traded for him from Baltimore. He said, uh, to paraphrase, he was not happy with the Ravens' selection of Hamilton, safety from Notre Dame. Um, He started every game, Clark, but he didn't like his playing time. He's now going to start every single game for the New York Jets. He's going to be next to Whitehead. Let's start here. What do you think about this restructure? What do you think about the safeties now that it's, in my opinion, solidified? We did have Ashton Davis post a gif of, or gif, of Cam Newton, um, you know, ver, you know, doing the bobble, you know, the bobbing his head and kind yeah. of insinuating that he's being disrespected and, okay, I'll show you kind of face. If I could verbal meme it, <laughs> that's the best yeah. I could do. Um, so I thought he was subject to cut. He's still on the team. But however, June 1st is tomorrow, so we'll see how that goes. What are your thoughts about the restructure? What are your thoughts about the safety position? Are you cool now? Or are you still staring at Amos and uh, some other safeties in the free agent market? Um, what, what's your thoughts on the safety? I think the safety situation is okay. I'm okay with both these veterans out here starting for us, especially when you have DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner at the DB position. It's just, uh, you know, they don't have to be spectacular in order to have to be effective for us. So, 
you know, if they can, you know, cause some chaos, get a couple turnovers, make some big plays, stop a tight end from scoring a touchdown because it happens to us every year, um, that would be huge. So I'm okay with the position. I like the restructure. It obviously gives us more money to either give to Q Wilf. That's if that's uh you know part of the problem. You think you think that's what you think that's what this is? Because everybody's restructuring. Uh Aaron Rodgers making one million dollars this year. However, you know, uh, we're not making any really crazy deals this year. And we have this whole Q Will situation, which we'll get into with a little bit of an update, but not really by uh cause. Yeah, I just I just think not enough is being talked about if I'm understanding the whole cap situation correctly because I think the cap situation is complicated and the average fan doesn't really care too much about it and it's kind of a lot of nuance and the cap number really doesn't matter, you know, until <laughs> until the last second because you can always restructure and do this and do that. You can get very creative with it. I just think there's a lot of praise that should go to Joe Douglas and his front office's way of the way they go about business. Because not just with the draft picks, not just with the signings, not just the way they build this roster, but the way they finance this roster. I mean, I saw something with after Whitehead's move. I think we have like the third most flexible cap space in the league right now. We have like some of the lowest dead money out of any organization. Like that's just, I think, a tremendous feat with the amount of players and stars hopefully we have on this roster. I mean, we all knew Aaron Rodgers' contract was unreal. Um cap wise so that that's a huge help um but the way we're looking right now i mean i don't think this q will this q will thing gets gets i get less nervous about it as the days go by because there is money to pay him now it's just a matter of you know what the holdup could be besides pay because the market is the market four people have signed we know we know what a, a, a tremendous player like q will should be getting he's not head and shoulders better than any of these other people that, that are, you know, got paid this off season. So, you know, maybe a couple million dollars more, you know, maybe $2 million more a season, a million dollars more a season. And we're good to go. You know, I don't, he's not going to get Aaron Donald money. No one, no one expects that. So I don't know really what the holdup is. So the jets, you mentioned dead money right now. They are at $8 million in dead money with the most being to Braxton Berrios. Shout out to him. Yeah, uh, so I would say I agree. Um, keeping that dead money pretty low is pretty good. The Jets right now have 24 million in cap space, and that's with paying Quinn Williams nine around nine million this year. Yeah, so I have to figure that nine. You know, we're gonna take that nine million, kind of move it around, and give him his 24. Uh, at, we see how the Jets operate. They like to have some money with them all season long, just in case. Um, yeah. Looks like we're, uh, I, I, usually they carry. I remember last year they were carrying like six million for a while, and then it dropped to like three million. But we always had some money, just in some. I would say some uh, rainy day fund, just in case. It just, it just keeps your options open. Like look at like what they talked about DeAndre Hopkins becoming available all of a sudden. KC and Baltimore were the odds-on favorites in Vegas right away when it happened, and then you start looking at it. They they each have like one point six million dollars <laughs> of cap space. If DeAndre Hopkins wants to make any type of money, he's not going to be able to go there. And all and we're sitting with twenty four million dollars. Like it's a crazy difference to to where we're at. And was, again, like I think it's just a testament to Joe Douglas and his front office. Another dimension we talked about in the offseason, the kind of signs of success with compensatory picks and other things that these veteran general managers and front offices are able to see, and that's a sign of a good front office. I think this is another thing. This, kept, this cap flexibility 
And like you said, being able to hold the little, you know, dry powder throughout the season. So if someone <laughs> does get hurt, you can go out there and sign someone week six and you're not, you're not scraping the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. So uh, I, I am with you. Um, Kaz from the, from the New York post, he insinuated that the talks are closer than we think. Okay. Good. Sounds good. He did just have a baby. Um, you know, that, that doesn't really get talked about much. Corey Davis's wife, I think also just had a baby. And then I think Michael Carter, the cornerback, he just got engaged. So yeah. a little bit of family stuff, but why they're not trying to go to practice OTAs and, you know, right after Memorial Day, I think they just have some stuff going on. They'll be back. Everybody is going to be back. The vibes are immaculate around this team. The preseason schedule did come out. We do have the Hall of Fame game August 3rd opening up the NFL, which I'm, I, I'm really excited about that. I'm not, I, I don't think I'm going to be in the country, um, <laughs> but that is a, a, a nice little touch. We got week one, Panthers at Panthers, August 12th. Doesn't hit, doesn't hit the same without uh, Sam Darnold. Um, we got preseason week two, home. We got Todd Bowles coming through, August 19th. And then week three, we're at the New York Giants, August 26th, the first of two matchups against them. We have two preseason games this year. Very interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, the Jets are having a, a pretty nice... OTA, for my in my opinion, Aaron Rodgers came out and was uh, throwing some. You mentioned tight ends. He was throwing to uh, Kuntz, who we just drafted, and Rucker, who is the MVP so far of the OTAs, according to the beat reporters, throwing yeah. them uh, some some touchdown lobs. I mean, I, I'm okay with that. We have um, Mike Rubino uh, joining the show, talking about Garrett Wilson being interviewed right now on SNY during the Met game. He's actually going to throw out the first pitch. Greg, I know you have some thoughts about that. Love it. Love to see it. Love the synergy. My question to you, Greg. Yeah. This is a, this, this, we're, we're done with the Jets talk, I guess, for a second. But my question is, do you care when players like, are you going to care if Garrett Wilson goes to the Mets today, throws out the first pitch and then goes, you know, to a Yankee game like Zach Wilson was doing? Or yeah. do we want them to keep it separate? What what are your thoughts on that? Just while we're on this quick topic, oh, it's been, Garrett Wilson showed up to New York a year ago. Like, oh, he's gonna have an allegiance to one of our <laughs> franchises. Like, what are we talking about? Like, no, these people that are some of these people are nuts about that kind of stuff. <laughs> I mean, if you're a fan, you're a fan. If you're from here, you're from here. I get it. But I mean, the dude was in Ohio for four years before he showed up. I don't. I, don't, I can't remember where he's from. But I don't expect him to be a legion to any of these teams or any of these venues. I mean, New York has so much to offer. That's what's so cool about, you know, if you're a young superstar like Garrett Wilson, um, you know, there's so much to do, like throwing out the first pitch at the Mets games when we hopefully beat the Phillies and, you know, get a little win streak going of ourselves. I know the Yankees are hot. Hopefully the Mets get a little hot here. So you're okay with Garrett, Garrett Wilson throwing the first pitch in the Mets and then showing up to legend seats in, in Yankee Stadium? Completely fine with it. Enjoy yourself, baby. It's a summer. It's baseball season. Let's go. You heard it here first from Greg. Anything else to add, Greg, uh, besides, for me, my last note is check out Flight 23 tomorrow. I, I can't. I honestly cannot wait for the more Jets propaganda. I, I'm oh. annoyed that it comes out during the NBA Finals game, so I'm going to have to obviously wait. Maybe I'll watch it at halftime 
Honestly, yeah, I'm like, I was thinking oh about getting. A, I was thinking about getting out a stopwatch for the last episode of how much how much time you, that you get of of Joe Douglas in slow motion. <laughs> I feel like we got like three minutes and like ten or five second clips added up over the course of an episode. Dude, the guys in slow motion nonstop. I love it. It's cool. It's hype, but it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm very excited for this episode. I I couldn't expect of how awesome of an episode last episode was. So. I mean, just keep seeing these inside, you know, inside the scenes, behind the scenes stuff. My last thing too, the twenty-four million dollars, like you said, maybe nine million, ten million going to Q Will this year, it gives us fourteen. Um, plenty no, of money. In addition, oh no, he already has nine million on the books, is what I'm trying to say. Oh, okay, I got you. There's so, twenty-four million after that. Yeah, there's twenty-four million right now, and there's yeah. nine million right now going to Q Will. If you're restructuring gotcha. that, if you're moving that all around, you might be able to just give him the twenty-four and kind of hold on to nine. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So then, here's my last question: Are we signing DeAndre Hopkins? Oh no, Simon. I mean, I love Coastal so much. Like you see how when they were talking about Aaron Rodgers and getting a veteran quarterback and adding how they were how they were talking about that when they were kind of talking about the running back situation, we all thought they were lying and they weren't. And I I don't think they're lying about the wide receivers either. They said we're good. Then we're good. We're not spending $15 million on DeAndre Hopkins. They mentioned the fact that Odell Beckham, we were about to do that, and he said that Odell Beckham was a different situation. I'm cool with that. I believe them. I do think Denzel Mims is going to go, so I don't know how really happy they are. So we'll see. Maybe add some background wide receivers, but I don't think we're going to get DeAndre Hopkins. I don't think we're going to get Dalvin Cook. I don't think we're going to get Zeke Elliott. They're not going to mess with the top of the depth charts. I really don't think so. Yeah, one of the biggest, one of the last takeaways, and I'll leave it with this, is listening to uh, Coach Silas' press conference today, talking about the difference in an organization when the coaches no longer have to take the responsibility of like setting the standard for the players and the players take responsibility for themselves. Like he talked about when he was back in Michigan State, one of the the assistants there, one of the one of the people there in the organization was just talking about how that's like when you really start humming as a team is when the players take responsibility for showing up on time, doing the right thing, attention to detail, um, commitment to the game, and the coaches can stop focusing on that stuff as much and start focusing more on the tape, getting players ready, all that stuff. It really becomes synergistic, really comes a cohesive unit and a collaborative effort to go out here and win these football games. And it sounds like he's seeing it this, this offseason, so I'm very excited about that. Um, I just can't wait till we start playing actual games and we see what actually happens. Cause I get, I get too excited. You know, my, I got my futures bets in. I took the, the you know, the jets to score a rushing touchdown every game. Oh, I've I taken so many of other. those. I've taken so many of the FanDuel bets, including the petty one where the jets made the playoffs yeah. and the green Bay. Does I, it. The, I, I just got so many now. I got like anything I can think of. I got like, uh, uh, the nuggets to win and then the jets to win the super bowl in a parlay. I got, <laughs> oh, I have that too. I, I got Djokovic <laughs> in the French Open. I don't know if he won today or not. I think he played at 12. I got Djokovic <laughs> in the Jets. Like, I just, I'm just tapping, you know, a little bit here and there, a little bit here and there. I love it. It's as much as I can with the Jets now because I'm all in. I'm very excited for this team. I love it. Last note here before we go uh, McGovern was taking the center snaps mm-hmm. with Tipman at guard today. Uh, pretty interesting. Uh, we had to have some injuries on the offensive line, but sounds like McGovern's going to start. And uh, as much as we love Titman, oh, also uh, th- this whole Titman thing, picking Titman over JMS, picking Titman over everybody in the draft yeah. room. Oh my, I love that so much. In the process, in the draft room, they love Titman. Let's go, Wisconsin center. Like I'm down. McGovern's gonna have his year. If he stinks, he's gonna jump right in. 
If we need him at guard, he's going to come in. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about the Jets. Any last note? No, nah, I love the ball. Keep it going, Titman. <laughs> oh, let's go. He's gotten um a, a lot of uh, a lot of uh, heat, quote unquote, for that. I think just because of the the one Jets drive episode. Uh, I guess last note is we did sign that offensive tackle Yadni Kajusti. Definitely not how you say his name, but that's how uh, it sounds to me. So sounds we are adding today. beef, as, as as you like to call it. And that's it for this episode. We are, we, I mean, we are in May right now, May 31st. You're about to be in the summer right now. Kind of tough to find Jets news. Don't freak out about every single pass on seven on sevens. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm hype, man. You know what to do. Hit us up on Twitter. Next comma Jets comma ETC period. I'm at Jay Malika. Greg's winning P weekly. We're also on YouTube. Thanks for coming, Jets. Comment ETC. Like, subscribe. Hit us with the comments. Uh, thanks to um, the people who joined us uh, on the live. Mike and Astros off the chain. Shout out to you guys. You know where to find us. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. Any last words, Greg, besides let's go Yankees? No, let's go Yankees. Let's go Mets. And let's go one Jets drive. The Ascension. Take flight. I'm ready for the <laughs> new episode this week. Let's go Yankees. We out. Jets, 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 Jets.